feels like the theme song to a boss fight in the uh, in an old NES game, but it's not a boss fight. It is us with an all new episode. And after the the, the pilot uh, that we tried a few weeks ago, about a month ago, uh, what, what do we call it? It's a backdoor pilot. Giggity, yeah. giggity. Uh, oh yeah. It is uh, the second ever but first real episode of best friends in the world <laughs> and it's uh myself captain chris koran most creatively named man in all of podcasting one's ever done it better and fellow degenerate um did you ever play the game uh jackal on nes no the one where you were in it was this top down uh you were just in jeeps and the the uh, the eight bit cult of personality sounds like you're just like there was a beach level, oh, and it sounds nice. like it would have fit in perfectly there. That's awesome. Yeah, um, was that was that regular NES? Sir. Okay. Yeah my my uh, my my regular NES. I had uh, I have experience with uh, Rad Racer, which was amazing. Uh, Top Gun, which was very not. Um, well, we had a baseball game. It was like, uh, uh, just baseball. It was, oh gosh, what was it? It was like, it wasn't RBI baseball. It was like triple play baseball or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The sticker was white and it had a little baseball and there was a guy throwing, uh, the baseball, yeah. like in, in the base. And then, uh, uh, of course, like the Mario games and stuff that came with it, uh, Hogan's alley with the light gun. And then there were like two more and that was about it for me. Cause then I was, um, we were into the super Nintendo at that point. So my, my NES time was very short. So we, we, we played a lot of the like Mario platformers. Like I never really, I, I never played an NES Zelda game until I was in high school. Oh, wow. That's a that old disc though. that had, uh, that I, I got that little disc that had The Legend of Zelda, uh, Link's Adventure, and then Ocarina of Time on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. That's... But I never, yeah, I never played any of the, or either the, my first experience with Zelda was my favorite one, which was Link to the Past. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. I, I, I played, yeah, a little... played like 45 minutes of the, the first Legends of Zelda, and it was too complex for me, so I stopped. <laughs> did you ever go back no that was that that was like 1991 and i just never played it again it was too hard for me i'm uh, saying did you ever go back and play any other zelda games no uh a little bit of link to the past but that's it just a small amount fair, fair, fair. Uh, i got sucked into super mario rpg and that took my life for the super nes so i i have to be honest and you know how I feel about turn-based games. Yeah. I rented that before I knew, like, what an RPG. I was, like, seven or eight, and I was like, this seems cool. Mario looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I rented the game from Blockbuster, and I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. Oh, Just man. It, it's not the kind of gameplay I liked. Oh, I, um, I, I feel like I could go back and give it a shot now. I loved the, uh, I love the Paper Mario games. Yeah. I'm only missing so or like one of the ones 
I, th- I don't think I have the one GameCube. I don't have the N64 because I don't have an N64 collection yet. <laughs> that, uh-huh. Next. That's next. <laughs> yeah. And that had six games on it, and you were there when I bought number 34. I was there, yeah. I was present and accounted for. So. No, uh, uh, Super Mario RPG was the first game that I rented from a blockbuster, uh, and I rented until I beat it. Like I would go back and I would I would like walk in and I'd be like I just need to re-rent this and like they would check it back in and then check it back out to me and I did it until I beat it because I loved it so much. Well, that's cool. And then I felt I felt like an idiot because um, I did I, like I brought it back like it was like the second time that I did that and I brought it back to re-rent it out and then by the like when I got home it was like twenty five minutes and then the game was over. And I was like, shit, I just, I just paid for a re-rental on it for like two days or three days or whatever it was. And now I don't need to play it anymore because I didn't realize how close to the end of the game I was. I did that with an episode of American Horror Story Asylum. Okay. I, I paused it on demand. And then like I was going out to watch Walking Dead or Wrestling Pay-Per-View or something. And I get home and I unpause it. And, you know, it was just on demand, so it just said resume. It didn't tell you how much longer you had in it. I unpause it, and the episode goes for literally, like, 55 seconds. <sighs> like, less than a minute and uh, ended. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, that's really annoying. So, that It's like that, or when you have something on demand and it doesn't let you, like, it automatically always restarts you from the beginning. Infuriating. I hate that. Like, there was a two-hour thing. Um, I've been super into, um, first of all, it was the Aaron Hernandez stuff, and now everybody's doing Ted Bundy stuff. And there was a two-hour, um, there was a two-hour Aaron Hernandez thing, and after getting halfway through it, it wouldn't let you fast forward, and it always made you start at the beginning. So I'm never going to see what the second hour looks like. Nope, unless you, like, <laughs> decide to, like, Turn it on, take a nap, and set an alarm for, like, 55 minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, it made me so mad because I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, just restart. Like, like just just resume. And it was like, uh, it's, it just said play. So you hit play, and it starts it from zero, 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 one. And then I was like, oh, it's okay. Just fast forward. It's fine. And it brings up the little Ghostbusters symbol where it's like, nope. I was just like, son of a bitch. Oh, never watching this. Yeah, I was so mad. I was like, well, I guess I don't know how it's going to end because I haven't seen six other Aaron Hernandez documentaries in the past two weeks. So I guess it's just a question mark. Maybe he's still out there. Maybe. Made me say son of a bitch earlier today. <laughs> Both said it now. Do you, do you want me to uh, tell you about what happened? Yeah, yeah, please tell me what happened. Well, I went out and I got some wings for dinner. I got, oh. I got bone in, which is kind of absolute, which is kind of actually like weird for me. I normally get boneless wings. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I'm eating and I like I eat about three or four, and then all of a sudden like something like starts hurting in my lip, and I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Probably just hit like a little spice or bit my lip or something. And then there's this like one specific spot that is no joke, like throbbing. Uh. I'm just like, okay into my bathroom and I look at my lip and I can see this little white uh, point coming out of my lip. But part of a chicken bone has come off and lodged itself in my lip. 
Oh, no. Uh, like the uh, perpetual fat boy I find myself being, I pulled it out. And still, with an, an open, bleeding uh, lip, finished my chicken wings. I expect no less from you. Man, you know. You know. <laughs> that, oh, that sucks. Oh, that's gross. That's why, yeah. I know there's a, there's a huge debate on your, your style, your, your preferred style of wing. And who you are as a person, and everybody always says, yeah, well, if you like boneless wings, it's just flavored chicken nuggets. Shut up. Like, first of all, um, yeah, <sighs> bone-in wings, you get so much less meat, and they're, it's just not as good. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Well, I will say I think boneless or I think bone-in wings are juicier. Yeah, that's fair. I, I do agree. You don't get as much meat. And, uh, you know, now that I've had to pull part of a chicken bone out of my <laughs> lip, I think I'm going to be sticking with boneless for a while. That's a smart idea. That's yeah. Agree with that. Yeah. That stance. <laughs> that, that's fair. As I would say. Yeah. That's, that's what your shirt says. <laughs> that's fair. So if you're wondering what this new show is all about and because best friends in the world, Brand new show and kind of a spinoff of it's the Joni loves Chachi of the happy days. That is talk nerdy to me. And if you're, if you're kind of wondering what it's going to sound like, how it's going to go, you basically just heard all of that in a nutshell. Like we were, we, we had been talking before we started about how, Hey, like we're gonna, we should kind of give like an overview of, of what to expect out of the show. And then we just kind of demonstrated it by going on an almost 11-minute talk that we hadn't even talked about beforehand. Uh, that we had uh, Lead by example, basically. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if, if, you were, if you're accustomed to and you really like the format of Talk Nerdy to Me where, you know, there's a, a start and stop to each topic – and there is a like definitive jumping on, jumping off point with topics, and um, they're very well defined. The good news for you is that Talk Nerdy to Me is still going to exist in that same form, and Obi John is going to do a fantastic job of captaining that ship. Uh, he is the captain now, and um, so he's going to be maintaining that and uh it's going to sound pretty much exactly the same format wise as you're used to we're going to be a bit different we're going to be a bit more fluid a bit more conversational we're going to have a lot more uh guests special interviews uh starting it off with one this week mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're going to take a little bit of a different approach to it it's going to be a lot more like i said fluid where things are just kind of going to kind of go one into the other and then before you know it the hour ish is up and we're done and uh you know the the, the topics are going to be or points of discussion i, I don't really want to call them topics because i feel like that kind of um gives the impression that it's going to be more like talk nerdy to me but this one's going to be in, in a few weeks as we as we hammer out the technical side of it we're going to be back uh back going live and we're going to be looking for 
and giving more opportunities for audience involvement and, and participation. We're going to talk about that this week also. But uh, we're going to have dedicated sections just for what we call the phone scan, which is you can call the uh, best friends in the world uh, hotline <laughs> and you know give your opinion instantly on topics. Because basically the way it is is going to be if you enjoy listening to the podcast – you know, through iTunes, through Google Play, through wherever, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you really like to get your podcasts, you can still get the show from there, enjoy it, get the get get a great experience out of it, have a lot of fun with it, but there's going to be an extra dimension to it and an extra fun feel to it. And the ability to participate live if you listen live. And we're going to be talking about, you know, times and all of that when we hammer that out. Uh, I can say that now because this one doesn't have the alarm. So <laughs> we're going to have new alarms. You and I have to discuss the new alarms. Uh, so we'll, we'll come up with something else. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be – we're going to have some people that maybe uh, – we're going to have some guests that maybe we've talked about and referenced – on talk nerdy to me but weren't actually on the show or if you know us uh you know people in our circle we're just gonna have um we have some industry experts we've got an award-winning director coming on later on in the show so you know it's it's gonna be a little bit different it's gonna sound a little bit different but hopefully you're gonna enjoy it a whole lot it's gonna be a whole lot of fun I know I'm really looking forward to it. You know, we have a great no, opportunity, so um, you know, and, and, and it's part of the evolving talk nerdy to me brand. Uh, talk nerdy to me is not going anywhere. We've spent five years. Now we're into the, it's a, that show is actually now uh, officially into its sixth year broadcasting, which is insane to think about. So it's not going anywhere. You don't need to worry that, uh, you know, it's going to go the way of other podcasts, other lesser podcasts and uh, fall off. The, yeah, fall off the tracks. Uh, it's going to stay. It's going to be there uh, like a warm, gentle hug. But uh, we're also giving you something new. And uh, coming down the track, we also have uh, maybe a couple more new things that we're going to be um, bringing out for you. So it's just we've got a lot of stuff. And we are so fortunate to be able to expand and offer more and not only give our listeners and our fans and our friends more content, but we're also giving you the opportunity to be a part of that content, which is my favorite part. Well, it's kind of how I was referring to it of everything's falling into the talk nerdy to me brand or as I like to call them a TN2M production. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> uh, and the, we've been uh, keeping up. If, uh, if you want to have the, the full experience, make sure to follow at uh, TN2M show on Twitter, because uh, I know you and I, we're updating that thing constantly. Some third party who's spying on us. Yeah, like there's there's also a if if you're a fan of the Attitude Era and obscure WWE Attitude Era angles uh, that never went anywhere, we have our own GTV third party weird voyeur. Uh, they haven't been up there for a bit, but 
I bet they come back. Uh, well, we've been going through a lot of changes, so they probably didn't want to give away their identity. Uh, but, you know, it's it's been there's been a lot of stuff moved around in the Talk Nerdy to Me Worldwide headquarters. So it's a changing landscape a little bit. But once the dust settles, all the construction is done and everything is, is built up right. I have a feeling that that third party is, is going to make themselves known again. So, hope so. we'll see. I do hope so. My money's on it's Ferguson. Because we haven't heard from Ferguson okay. in a while, and he's small enough to fit in the air ducts, so that might. Still be. think it's going to be Tom Green. Oh yeah, he's 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 more aerodynamic <laughs> with only one testicle. So it's true. It's he true. Could be hiding somewhere, and we won't. We wouldn't even know it. So, I don't know, but it's important, and it's super exciting for us to launch this show in February. Because excited about this. February is known for a lot of things. It's known as Black History Month. Very important. Very good. You know, a nice, wholesome, uh, important month-long celebration. It's known for you know, moving towards spring. So usually it's a little warmer outside and we've kind of been in a heat wave anyway. So, uh, for the season drops as it drops back down to the mid thirties. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of, it's the month where new year's resolutions go to die (laughs) if they haven't died already, but it's also known as the month of love. It's always the month of love when you and I are talking. Though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to use my deep voice for this one. Yeah. It sounds really creepy, though. I don't know. <laughs> um, me, not you. Uh, so it's the month where, you know, everybody, flowers have a 125% markup more than usual. Uh, chocolates are a lot more expensive, and they come in weird organ-shaped boxes. And you can't. Uh, John's even does a heart-shaped pizza. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe right now, and it's unrelated to the fact that it's February, but uh, Honey Nut Cheerios are in the shape of hearts right now. Which, huh. is, which I is, didn't notice that. Like, I thought yeah. I just had one misshaped one when I opened my box and like <laughs> grabbed a couple out to eat, and I was like, oh, "Holy what shit! The hell is wrong with these?" They're so yeah, yeah. And then I realized the entire box was just shaped like hearts. And I yeah. Was like, oh, okay. And and so, you know, everybody is celebrating Valentine's Day and love. You can't get a, a restaurant reservation to save your life. So it's February. It's the season of love. It's the month of love. And we want to celebrate love. And with that, I've got this. You ready for this? This is yeah, the, I, I've been waiting for this. How do we celebrate love? Oh. We are kicking off our show with a contest all about love and our loved ones. And it's running all this month. We're going to announce it, uh, the winner, at the end of February, February. And it's called, this contest, you ready for this? Hmm? The contest is called, What My Significant Other doesn't know, won't hurt him. And you might be wondering, how do you play? Well, first of all, first of all, you might be wondering, 
Is it is it worth it for me to participate? Well, we've got excellent prizes for you. We have two prizes. First, from our good friends at Loot Crate, LootCrate.com, where you can find a variety of mystery crates and boxes with specially picked items for whatever fandom you identify with the most, whichever they have boxes for whatever fandom you've got. And when we described our show to Loot Crate, they said, we have the perfect box for you. And it is the best of the 80s box. And inside this box comes a, uh, a Ghostbusters Proton Pack drawstring bag, a Golden Girls mug, a coffee mug, a Ninja Turtles magnets, a Back to the Future hoverboard replica, a Big Trouble in Little China comic book, and it's also a, an Escape from New York. It doubles. Oh, yeah. It's an estimated retail value of approximately $30. And it has been graciously given to us by our friends at Loot Crate, LootCrate.com, for more information on any of their boxes that you might want to get. But that's not all. I use the uh, Proton Pack drawstring bag every single day, by the way. Often? Every day. I will uh, post a picture of of it on the uh, Facebook page. And... Yeah, you can see it's a very high quality. Normally, like, some of those are really crappy quality. This is a fantastic quality bag. I, I've been using it for months. It's great. Uh, but that's not all. If that box wasn't enough, because that's, that's quite a bit of merchandise of fandoms that we love. But that's not all. Koran, tell them what else we have. The winner of our little contest here, we are going to come clean, and uh, we're going to make it worth your time. And you, you know, depending on how deep your secret is, you might have some more spare time. So we're <laughs> yeah. going to help you. We're going to help you fill that time. We're going to give you a fifteen dollar gift card to any video game online store of your choice. If wow. you want Steam, if you want Steam, we can do that. If you want uh, the PlayStation Store, the Xbox Store, or uh, Nintendo Online, we've got you covered. That's fifteen dollars. Wow. Winner's choice. That's a that's a heck of a prize. So you get you get both the game store card and the best of the eighties loot crate box. Hell of a couple prizes. Oh, yeah. I mean it gets that that's that's almost fifty dollars worth of prizes, approximate retail value. Which begs the question how do you win these fabulous prizes, right? That's the <laughs> that's the that's the million dollar question. So the game is what my, and to shorten it, it's significant other, doesn't know won't hurt them. And you can see it can be either what my wife doesn't know won't hurt her, what my girlfriend, boyfriend, I will even open it up to brother, sister, parents don't know won't hurt them. Uh, and basically what it is, as you can probably guess, you have something that, you know, you just got to get off your chest that your this other person does not know, and it can be anything. Um, it can it doesn't have to be something you know. I'll give you I'll, I'll I'll tell you the story of how this started. So, used to work with a guy who uh, he was very open about talking about uh, his his relationship with his fiance, 
And they were boyfriend and girlfriend. They lived together. They were going to get married uh, at the time. So it was – they were fiancé. They were living together. And one of the things that they would do is uh, they would shower together. And so what it would – you know, they, they had one of those big – like it was a bigger kind of walk-in shower. And what they would do is they would both go in and they would shower and like, you know, he would he would scrub her back. She would scrub his back and they would, you know, uh, just just shower, save time, whatever romantic thing. It was part of their relationship. So one day he's he's scrubbing her back and he just you're going to know where this is going to go as soon as I start this. He just he feels the need that he has to use the bathroom. Oh, no. And so without saying anything. He starts relieving himself. It just so happens to be going with the flow of the water, and it hits her right in the back. She she doesn't know it. She doesn't notice. He doesn't say anything, and he thinks it's kind of funny. So over the course of the next three months, he does it 16 times. Oh, God. He kept count? (laughs) Yes, he kept a count. He legitimately kept a count. And so he he peed on her back with the flow of the water 16 times over the next three months. Never. He finally, uh, we were all uh, a bunch of us from work um, had gotten together and in a and in a drunken game, he was forced to reveal it. And like someone played dirty and knew that knew that she didn't know, so they, as part of the game, he had to uh, uh, he had to answer a question truthfully, and that was it. The question was, how many times have you gone to the bathroom on your fiance in the shower without her knowing? Which was a dirty question to ask, um, very unfair. But uh, she was not happy, of course. But it inspired the idea of what my blank doesn't know won't hurt them so here's how it works you can facebook message us uh you can uh, tell either one of us you can text us you can call or text uh the studio number which is 270-883-1617 and you can leave a voicemail or a text message and you can say what my blank doesn't know that won't hurt them is tell us what it is we're gonna, we may have to uh, on the air. We may have to call and and you know ask questions and get more information. But once we've mm-hmm. selected a winner, and it gets through our filter process, where um, you know we we determine that they are telling the truth, and you know we are ready to award the prize. Here's part two. We get you on the phone. We get your significant other on the phone or whoever it is. If it's your parents, if like. You know, you, you've got a secret from your parents that you haven't told them or, you know, your brother, your sister, uh, wife, girlfriend, husband, boyfriend, whatever it happens to be, neighbor, I don't care. We call them and you have to tell them what you've been withholding from them. And once Put a you caveat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if the secret you're going to tell them is that you get all your wrestling news from Brad Shepard, we Ooh. will just block you from ever listening to us again. Yeah, we will probably say derogatory things to you, and I'm okay with that. 
But you can eliminate probably. We will just say derogatory things oh, yeah. to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will go ahead and say uh, I will also disqualify any uh, any cheating admissions. Uh, we're not the show for that. Uh, yeah, no. So if you've got that, keep it to yourself. You're not going to win. But if you've got a a funny story and a bear, so maybe you accidentally, you know, um, may, maybe you were supposed to pet sit and you accidentally let left the door open and the dog or cat got out and never came back. That's a good one. Maybe, you know, um, you you spent a lot of money out of the joint account and then you said that uh, you lost it at gambling or something, but it really went to something else. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you lost an important piece of jewelry or something. Uh, it's just something that you uh, you've been keeping from your this other person that you just really want to get off your chest. And we will we will help you. We will be the venue for you, and you can win some fabulous prizes. We don't even have to tell them that you're going to win prizes. It's it, it, that's okay. Um, but that that can be your next secret. Yeah, yeah. That you that you <laughs> that you won prizes for admitting whatever it is you know over over our show. So that's that's the uh, the contest. We will be updating uh, throughout the course of the next few weeks to, uh, to narrow down some winners. And before the end of the month, we will be taking live live callers. So maybe people want to call in and give their what my blank doesn't know won't hurt them story. Also okay. Um, but that is our fre- our February contest, our February contest. So <laughs> if you have something that you just got to get off your chest, you can uh, message the, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash talk nerdy, the number two me show. You can message us or post, tag us on Twitter, tag us at TN2M show, or you can call or text 270-883-1617 and leave either a voicemail or a text. We will we will respond to you. Uh, you can also uh, email iheartstamos at gmail.com. And we, so you, we have plenty of avenues for you to to win. And there will be a post about this uh, going up where uh, you can uh, you will have the full rules and information on it. Um, because I think this this is going to be good and uh, it should be really, really fun. Sounds like a blast. So, and again, if it's anything like extremely dark or anything like that, like cheating or you have a spouse in another country and that kind of stuff, uh, no. Yeah, we're we're Just gonna no. We're gonna filter through some, and as we get some of them, uh, you know, we'll we'll filter through some of them, and uh, you know, we'll we'll kind of set the parameters. We'll decide, you know, oh, now that like we, those aren't those aren't good. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for more. Like, you know, embarrassing or uh, just kind of like, oh, like, you know, you want the reaction that's like, oh, no, no, that's not good. Maybe maybe something got out of hand and it just kind of snowballed. And then here you are. And now you don't know how to tell them. Uh, Well, maybe it will ease the ability to tell them if you uh, if you win a, a video game currency card and a loot crate. Best of the 80s decade box. 
Video game currency card. I like that. I yeah, like that. I, I, tried to, I mean, I, I like the entire thing, but that, that was good. That was yeah, clever. Tried to tried to make it succinct, you know. So, um, <laughs> so there's that. We're going to be talking more about that next week, uh, of course. But uh, we've got someone waiting on the line. A very very special guest, and uh, we're as we said, February is the month of love. It's the month of caring about other people it's the the month of you know being with people and who better than our next special guest our first guest dear friend dear friend of the show award-winning director chief creative officer to tell us all about being with somebody and the month of love uh, we have a special guest joining us, and uh, not just a special guest, but an award-winning special guest uh, that uh, we get to say now that we hobnob with award winners, because joining us, we have Bree Mills, who is the chief creative officer for the Gamma Films Group and creator of the premium video streaming service, Adult Time. So, Bree, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, absolutely. Anytime we get a chance to have a, an, an award winner, because we're going to get into that in a second, uh, we're going to jump <laughs> on that. Uh, but, but what you're doing is is really, really cool because it's not – when I explain what this is, everyone's going to immediately have a a conclusion about it. But we're going to change mm-hmm. their minds and we're going to uh to kind of open up their minds to uh to looking at this a different way because uh adult time a a an a premium adult streaming service but it's so much more than that because uh you know there's a big focus on uh education and um you know just not it, it, it's not what you would think of when you hear adult streaming service yeah, it's not quite the pizza delivery boy gag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're going from a much more, I guess the phrase I want to use is like a sex positive outlook on it, not the, uh, you're, I guess, stigma, attempting to stigma break, which I, I guess is a good way to put it, not to put words in your Yeah, mouth. yeah, no, it's a, it's actually, kind of, our mission is really to, uh, to do porn differently. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that we really believe in very firmly is that, you know, in today's day and age, especially in the wake of uh, the shift towards digital culture, porn as an entertainment medium has become something that has such significant influence over society at large. You know, you can look at us in comparison to other types of media that, that have influence in video games, um, you know, mainstream digital streaming, television, films these days. Uh, you know, but when you look at the 8 billion views that are happening on Pornhub every day, you can't deny that porn reaches, you know, so many people and has cast a really wide uh, influence. So knowing that, regardless of whether we're accountable for that influence or not, it is something that, that we have to take seriously. And as a content creator, I believe that there's an opportunity for people within adults to not only provide entertainment and, and education, but also to use our platform to raise awareness around issues of sex and sexuality. Otherwise, do not get talked about 
in mainstream culture. You know, for some reason, for, you know, since the beginning of time, we've put sex in this box and we've labeled it as shameful and taboo. And then we wonder why people are so messed up. You know, we wonder why people have such body image issues or, you know, um, uh, issues related to their sexuality and, and ability to um, express themselves. And, you know, all of these sort of hang-ups that we as people in modern society have, and if we just destigmatize sex uh, and started to talk about it and to express it, to show it um, in a more positive light and, and just to kind of dust off a lot of the, the shame around it, we probably would be in a better place as society. So, you know, culture, myself, yeah. The, yeah, exactly. And so myself as, as, you know, a person of influence in the adult industry, I sort of decided at, at a certain point, and I wasn't alone, I was, you know, with our entire team at adult time, that we, we should take the industry that we have, which is a group of people who aren't afraid to talk about who aren't afraid to express themselves, and actually try to use that to do good, to have, to, to not only create content that is on par with what you'd see on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon in terms of, like, the quality of the storytelling and the quality of the cinematography and the production value um, and statements they make, but also to use it to, to just talk about really important issues. Um, because we can't. We're not afraid to. So that's kind of been a big drive driver behind um, the launch of Adult Time and a lot of the programming that we've uh, made over the course of our first year um, uh, and success that I think as a result of well, and, and that's what I was going to say is, is you talk about, um, you know, building up that quality and um, it's obviously working because uh, earlier in January, uh, taking home eight X-Critic Awards, congratulations on that. Uh, that's really exciting and, and that's got to be a great milestone, especially in that first year, uh, you know, to show that you're on the right track. Yeah, well, and we've since been blessed to follow it up with, uh, I think we won 42 awards this year between X-Critic, X-Biz, and AVN, which are, are um, kind of three of our biggest uh, uh, industry awards. And we were able to win Movie of the Year for my film Teenage Lesbian, which was based on my own um, kind of coming out story. I was a teenager in the 90s, which, you know, as you know, was sort of the final decade before gay rights became any sort of, sort of national conversation. Uh, and I wanted to make this film because I don't think you can tell a coming out story without talking about sexuality and without showing sexuality. And when I was, you know, growing up, I was so desperate to try to find representation that this is the type of movie I would have wanted to see. And so, you know, when I made this movie, I didn't just make it as an uncensored version. I made it primarily as, a, as an R-rated film that I could submit to film festivals you know, submit to streaming services like Netflix and also offer free on YouTube for anybody who might not be interested in traditional porn, but is interested in LGBTQ films uh, and coming-of-age stories. And we've had over a million views for the project so far on YouTube. That's awesome. That's Wow. And, and, and that's kind of the thing is, uh, you know, growing up for me and, uh, and even now into today um, – you know, th there's not that, you know, r resource for, um, you know, either either uh, information or sex ed or anything like that. It's very 
uh, a lot of people still have that old school, like, you don't talk about it. It's, it's a, like a behind closed doors. Uh, I don't want to say a shame, but it's, you know, it's, it's not a, um, it, it's not something that you talk about a whole lot. And, and having a resource like that is, yeah, I think is a game changer. Yeah, yeah and, especially. You know, I, I totally, I totally agree. Um, it's it's crazy the lack. There's no uh, infrastructure in our society for sex education. It is completely dependent on individual, you know, uh, families and their backgrounds. There's no formal, you know, real school curriculum beyond you know, take a banana and put a condom on it, or <laughs> you know, you just use abstinence. And, and, and then you com- you count, like, you kind of, you, you have the lack of any formal education about sex, and you couple that with access to digital culture where everybody is getting on Pornhub by the time they can start typing FDX into the computer, and then you wonder why people are messed up, you know? Um, I actually, like, I, I created a whole docuseries this year on female masturbation, and the reason I did was because I went and I looked at what people were searching for on YouTube. And the keyword searches are so depressing. It's women that are like, is it okay? What's wrong with me? I don't know how to do it. You know, should I be ashamed of this? And, you know, it's um, there's a real concrete need. And like I said, you know, porn is always thrown under as the scapegoat. Oh, the you know, the society is messed up because of porn. No, no, no. Society isn't messed up because of porn. Society is messed up because of you know, the, the, these weird, you know, eternal hangups we have around sex um, that we uh, that we only, uh, the only finger that we can point is that, oh, it must be porn that's possible. Well, porn's a reflection of society, right? So, mm. you know, without the pornographers themselves kind of rallying together and saying, well, okay, in addition to the sex fantasies, let's also try to educate, you know, the people of today. And so we can provide a balance because, you know, just like like any other form of media, it's it's important to be able to entertain, but also to educate and inform. And we like to try to provide that balance within our platform as a way to make it unique. Yeah, yeah. And- I mean, that sounds awesome. And like, especially not to kind of generalize our area. I think, especially kind of here, we're on the. I wouldn't say I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm always confused on if I would call Kentucky the Bible Belt or not. Um, you know, I grew up here. I know Chris grew up, uh, and, but like here, pretty much the only things I was taught about school until like my early to mid teens or my mid teens when I was like 15, 16 was uh, abstinence. You know, sex is only good and. Uh, like a loving relationship kind of sense. They would push a lot of marriage stuff. And then, you know, Oh, here you're 12. We just terrified you about sex. Look at these pictures of STDs. This is what will happen to you. Right. So, I mean, it was just, it was awful growing up. And, you know, I, I I grew up and my parents are great people. They really are. I grew up in, but you know, I grew up in the church. So I, I, I was getting it from the public education and. So it was always just this like weird dichotomy of like, I always felt like ashamed of attraction or even a lot of feelings and that kind of stuff. And it was, it just, uh, and as you said, like, I think the nineties, uh, especially for the LGBTQ community were one of the last difficult things. And uh, I'm not trying to make this into 
uh, anything about the plight of the straight man or anything, anything like that. But, you know, even, even I had like a few like issues and that kind of stuff growing up in the nineties with all that too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh I thought it was very important to shine a light that, you know, 20, this was 20 years ago. I mean, I was a teenager the second half of the nineties. So yeah. it's not that long ago. And when you think about how far we've come since then, it's pretty remarkable, but it's also a really important reminder of the need to continue to be inclusive and to continue to, to evolve as a society. So I look at stuff like, um, you know, trans rights right now being, you know, uh, a really important subject to discuss that um, the adult industry is actually in many ways sort of leading a lot of that conversation um, compared to mainstream culture. So I think that, you know, again, I, I don't want to take away that the primary objective of of pornography, which is, you know, the same as the primary objective of any other type of media. It's there to consume, to enjoy, but in addition to enjoying, it can also, you know, uh, you know, sort of provide other things such as, you know, raising awareness, making statements, starting conversations. And at this point, we have so much influence over people. Why not use it to, to do good and to, you know, um, get people feeling more comfortable about themselves and their kinks and their orientation and their bodies and all of these things that there's such a lack for, a lack of in, um, in other aspects of our culture. Yeah, I mean that's that's so invaluable and and even in, you know, as you progress through stages of your life like as you get into relationships and it becomes uh you know, you, you can use um you know, that resource as, you know, talking points and and you know, opening up things in your relationship and expanding your relationships, which I think is something yeah. that uh, uh a lot of people don't do enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And making it something that's not shameful to watch with your partner if yeah. you want to, um, you know, certain subjects that are very popular right now. I, I know among a lot of couples are kind of common fantasies around couples, but are, they don't really have a, a excuse to talk about them or to kind of co-fantasize about them. So I definitely think, you know, we're we're all about trying to destigmatize what adult content can be and can be used for. Um, and it, it's a pretty uphill battle when you look at, you know, a lot of what mainstream media, um, they only choose to really talk about adults um, if there's a scandal or if like an ex Disney star does a porno or something. Otherwise, they're not, they're not super interested in hearing what we have to say or take us seriously, which is why at adult time we decided, Hey, you know, let's just let the programming speak for itself. We have the ability to change what porn can be by treating it differently than how it's perceived um, and how it's often stereotyped and and, um, stigmatized. Let's quietly change what the content is and, you know, uh, and maybe we can start to, you know, be able to tackle tackle some of the large issues that we face as a culture. Yeah, it's it's wild that we live in a society where, uh, you know, violence there's no real limit to the amount of violence uh, that, that is broadcast and talked about and spotlights are shown on. But anytime there's any kind of uh, sexuality or uh, anything like that, it's it's immediately um, 
you know, put up the curtains and oh my gosh. And such, such a reaction. It's just such a weird societal thing. Uh, You talked about it before. Considering too that, you know, we all, the the whole reason why any of us are here on this earth is because of that. (laughs) Like in our own, everybody has a very personal relationship with sex and sexuality and it's very much unique for a person, but we all are shaped by it and in many ways driven by it. Um, so perhaps that's why it's the easiest thing to, like, throw in the box and, and, you know, blame and shame. But in reality, we'd probably be a lot happier as a civilization if we just kind of took it all out of the box and started to actually look at it for what it is. I mean, because it's one of those things where it's insane because they'll always show, like, you can show people coming out of like a burning building or something where there was an accident, like holding their head while it's profusely bleeding, that kind of stuff. But God forbid you show a nipple on television. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's it's wild, and and so like I I, I appreciate the fact that there are uh, there are people and there are uh, resources that are trying to uh, you know change that and not in like. A, not in like an exploitive or like a like a I hate to say like a dirty way, but you know what I mean. Like like in a in a positive way, and not in a uh, like a shameful kind of um, like taking advantage of the situation kind of way. So it's it's like I'm I'm mm-hmm. really really for this. It's such a great resource. It's such a great idea. Thank you. Well, you know, it's at the at the very heart of what we do. We're a group of creatives who love storytelling who love, you know, just um, who are filmmakers, who love making great series and and films. We just have to exist within the adult space and find sex a really fascinating subject. It's like the best subject to write about and, and to make stories about, right? So that's what inspires us. So what I hope is that, you know, the original series that we put out, we're very much modeled like Netflix. So you have one subscription, you get access to, uh, a huge archive of content. So we have over 200 channels. We're adding, um, you know, new channels every single month, new original series. They're very eclectic, so they're, you know, um, covering a real broad spectrum of, um, you know, kinds of, of sex and kinds of, you know, people and kinds of situations. And, uh, you know, there's there's always something that's sort of coming around the corner. So it's quite an exciting to be part of, um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's easily the most original content that's being produced in adult today. So um, even if you're not a traditional porn fan, there's probably stuff in there that would really intrigue you, even just for the stories. And we have plenty of fans that just fast-forward the sex to keep watching the stories um, <laughs> because, you know, everybody's got their thing, and, and we certainly cater to all different types of people. And Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry. Uh, can, can I ask like one kind of strange question? Like, could I, uh, is it only available on like a laptop or a phone right now? Or could I like download it on my smart TV and have the app right there to go through? So, um, we right now, uh, you can access, uh, access our site via, um, like a smart TV. You'd have to use Mm -hmm. that site, um, or that TV's web browser to access us. I'm really hoping that in the coming year we'll have a, like a Roku app that will be available. So Roku is one of the platforms that does allow adult content. 
Unfortunately, we're very, very heavily discriminated against, so we're not able to create an app um, on the Apple iTunes platform or uh, the Android um, uh, phones. Um, and unfortunately, that's just because there's this, you know, this real, oh, you have anything to do with sex, but you aren't welcome here type of attitude. So right now, it can be accessed on, you know, anything that has the Internet, it can be accessed. Uh, and we're hoping to be able to get that focus app this year to just make it um, because a lot of people like love watching. It's all you know, like 4K quality and and the high production values. People love watching on the TV. No, that's that's great. And and where can people uh, follow you and uh, your mission and uh, your company? Uh, how can people keep up to date uh, and follow along with that? Sure. Well, the best thing to do uh, if you're interested in joining is visiting adulttime.com. It's a completely safe-for-work tour, so there's no explicit content on our tour. We don't uh, offer anything that's, that's uncensored, so you can literally look at it from anywhere and be safe. Uh, and uh, you can follow us. We've got a pretty active social media presence. So if you go on YouTube and search Adult Time, we have a, a large uh, a subscription or a large channel there that offers a pretty good extended looks into all of our different series. You can watch. Um, uh, we produce a web series, uh, and we have a lot of um, extended trailers and clips that you can watch there to get a good taste of our storytelling and, and, and our different series. And then you can follow us on social media. We're at Instagram and Twitter at Adult Time Call, and you can follow me personally. Also on Instagram and Twitter at the Bree Mill. All right, I'm actually uh, I'm I'm uh, looking up the uh, the Twitter right now, and we are uh, the show now officially following. So we're going to stay up to date um, because sure we want to see your success. We want to see uh, continued best of luck. Obviously, you're on the right path, winning all these awards, uh, uh, making okay. great content, and and thank you so much for taking time. Uh, to come and hang out with us and, and chat with us. Thank you so much. No, my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on, and thanks for uh, uh, giving us uh, a voice to talk about how we're doing porn differently. Absolutely, yeah, and, absolutely, yeah. And and anytime you're around uh, Nashville, Lexington, uh, give us a shout. We'll hang out. It'll be great. Yeah, we'll do for sure. Awesome. For sure. Awesome, Bree Mills. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Take care. All right. Thank you. Gosh, she was fantastic. Brie Mills, again, uh, I know she's already gone, but thank you so much for your time. Very informative. Yeah, and, and it, it wasn't like, you know, when you hear, uh, oh, she created the adult, an adult, um, you know, the, the as it's been called, the uh, Netflix of adult, uh, the Netflix of porn. You get like this, ooh, it feels kind of, it might be oogie. But no, she's she was super awesome, and you know I only giggled a couple times. And there needs to be more sex positivity yeah. in the world, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So thanks again, Bree Mills. Everybody, go check out Adult Time. Um, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, make sure to follow up because that's a that's a great idea, great resource. Uh, very, very, very cool. Very nice. Very gracious to take your time out and speak to us. Yeah, but just a bunch of us idiots. But uh, so that, as we as we uh, kind of wind down the first real episode of Best Friends in the World. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, so that hopefully gives everybody an idea of, you know, how it's going to flow, what it's going to kind of be like. Uh, don't forget, you can um, Facebook message, text, call, tweet, email your what my blank doesn't know won't hurt them stories or, you know, offers or suggestions or attempts to any of our social medias. Um, and we're going to be back next week. It's going to be a little different because we're shifting. We're going to record on Tuesdays, so it'll be up on Wednesdays. And next week, when we post, we're going to have our like go live times. So uh, we'll have when you can actually catch us live. And um, you can listen as the show unfolds because we'll take some phone calls and all that stuff um, as we are, as we're live in a couple weeks. Oof. Going live. I'm excited. I know. I'm just excited about everything, man. This is going to be a ton of fun. I cannot wait. I am really, really pumped for this. Uh, it expands the Talk Nerdy to Me brand, and it gives – it's just – it's going to be so much fun. And I, I also want everybody to to, to uh, not worry. Uh, if you miss the, the four-person Talk Nerdy to Me, the classic four – when we have, you know, big shows, when we do conventions, when we do like big live shows, like where we're going to be doing more stand up shows, uh, those will be bringing everybody back. Uh, those are going to be kind of our big like if you kind of think back in like oh three and oh four in the WWE when there was raw pay-per-views, there was Smackdown pay-per-views and then like the big shows they crossed over. So like Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, like they would meet then. That's going to be kind of like how it is. Is like we'll have really big shows that'll bring everybody back together, but then we're all we're each going to be doing our own shows as it goes. And there'll be some crossover. You'll see some familiar faces, or I guess hear some familiar voices because you can't really see us uh, week to week. So you know, it's not like a hard split where we don't talk to them, and it's not based on you know we're mad at each other or whatever. We're all all still really good friends. Uh, we're all still part of the same banner. It's just we have so much content. We have so much stuff to talk about, so many different ways to approach it that we just had to make another show. Yeah. So we had to do it, y'all. Yeah. We had to do it. And you guys get to benefit because now you get to hear us all for even more time every week. So you're welcome. <laughs> So we'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Best Friends in the World. <laughs> <laughs>